Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're giving ourselves an edumacation on the Pokedex. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. You know, Patrick, I've been thinking a lot about um, this axiom I once heard that has proven true in my life, which Whoa. is there is no song with hand claps in it that is bad. All songs with hand claps are good songs. Mm, okay. All right. W were you thinking of a specific uh, song with hand claps? Have you recently encountered a song with hand claps? And you were like, yeah, still true. <laughs> I, I recently listened to the song That Thing You Do for the yeah, first time in a very claps. long song. Great hand claps. Great hand claps. Great song. And then that got me thinking, I, cannot, I, I personally cannot think of a bad song that has hand claps. Uh, what about um, the, the Friends theme song? great song <laughs> yeah you're right you're right i'm just i'm just trying to test it i'm just i'm, I'm probing for weaknesses and uh what what about if you're happy and you know it clap your hands great song yeah oh crowd okay. pleaser right. okay <laughs> uh real good with kids uh yeah it's a great absolutely song with kids. i i suppose like i'm willing to be proven wrong so if anybody if any of our listeners can think of a bad song with hand claps please let me know and this has to be like a, a, a fundamental part of the song. It can't just be like a live recording of people clapping along with something. That is such a that good point. Count. Yeah, it, it also can't count. be like a purposefully bad song that has hand claps on it. Mm, okay. Well, and because if it is a purposefully bad song and it is bad, then it's successful, right? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a really great point. Speaking of things that are so bad they're successful, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. Would you like to borrow it? You can certainly get on the list to do so. All you got to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at, at gmail.com. And give us a mailing address so I we have a place where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It is the perfect borrowing program. Uh, Mark, do you think it, it becomes less uh, perfect because there may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there instead of Sonic Forces? I think well-established that the Sonic Forces borrowing program is perfect, and so right. uh, Untitled Goose Game, can't I feel like, can't impeach that perfection. I mean, that that that's a great point. I feel um, bad, morally deficient for questioning the perfection of the program. Uh, so yeah, so just look, get on the list. I'm not currently going into the post office, but I assure you someday soon. And I'm sort of expecting like pretty soon. Um, just cause like, you know, I feel like cases are uh, coming back down a little bit, getting a little less panicky about going indoors. Is, um, 2022 will, our, we haven't talked about this, so I'm kind of springing it oh. on you. But I think yeah. we'll be at, we'll be celebrating the fifth anniversary of the Sonic Forces borrowing program. Here's the thing: uh, the original sheet of paper that was tracking the uh, the the loanings out of uh, Sonic Forces um, did not come back with it most recently. Um, so 
I don't know when I first sent out the copy uh, a copy of, of Sonic Forces. If only there was a recorded history There's of no what we do know. on this show. There's no way to know. <laughs> well, another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much. We say it every week. We say it twice a week. But it doesn't make it any less true. We really Boy, do. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> we really do appreciate it when you leave a five star review for the show or promote the show in any way that you can. Um, we love doing the show. We love getting feedback on the show. So thank you so much for doing that. If you leave us a five star review on the US Apple Podcast Store, we see it. We will give you a shout out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else or you you know promote the show some other way, definitely let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us an email. And we would love to give you a shout out for that. Um, also, it is uh, we are coming up on March, which is a month in the year. This year, March is Kirby month. We're getting a brand new Kirby game, which means we're going to be talking about Kirby all month long. So we would love it if you would send us the title of Kirby games that you would like us to play, or if you have any Kirby memories that you would like to share, um, send those along to us. Email us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, participate in the conversation. I'm really looking forward to it, but I feel like there's a lot of Kirby out there, um, and so we need a little bit of guidance. Um, Mark, speaking of things that we need guidance on, should we get into our topic today? Yeah, let's do it. What if I had said? What if I had said no? If you like, uh, well, then I then I would play the ending music and we'd be done. <laughs> I thought I thought it was nice for you to give me an out though. <laughs> uh, what we're doing today is uh, there are look. I I consider us um, if not experts, I consider us knowledgeable about many things in Nintendo stable of excellent video game franchises right we're we're, we, we're willing to mm -hmm. talk about it like we know <laughs> we're, we're willing to <laughs> yeah we're willing to talk about it like we know what we're talking about if nothing yes. else we lead with confidence yes where it is most difficult i would say in all of nintendo for us to lead with confidence is in discussing pokemon um which isn't to say that we've not played pokemon games you and i have both completed multiple pokemon games um we've purchased several for the switch we have you know uh it's it, it's it's not a zero part of our life but like neither of us uh have ever like played the game competitively or i mean i i never went through a period where like i watched the tv show or anything um so it's it's a uh, it's it's a spot in the in the uh, Nintendo Solar System that I just feel like is totally alien to me. Yeah, absolutely, for me as well. Um, so I th what what we're gonna do today is we're gonna kind of go over uh, some things that we do and do not know about uh, Pokemon and the Pokedex, um, mostly revolving around uh, we're going to randomly pick Pokemon and see if we know what they are. So there's going to be a lot of us uh, being wrong in this episode, and I just want people to be ready for that. So, like, if, you, if you're if you a big Pokemon fan and you can't stand to listen to two idiots not know what the Pokemon are, I'm sorry, that's what this is. Um, but we are going to try to educate ourselves in this process, right? This is not about celebrating our ignorance, but it's about converting ignorance into knowledge, right? And there are a lot of Pokemon 
to know. In fact, maybe yes. a, a disputed amount of Pokemon. <laughs> Why don't we go, go into that for a second? Okay, so we are going to be using as our base list. There's a list of Pokemon on the U.S. Wikipedia page that has a total. They they total. Let me see here. Like nine hundred and five Pokemon. Right. Which we know to be a little bit in conflict with the 898 Pokemon that are, you know, listed elsewhere. Right. So where that discrepancy comes from, I couldn't tell you. But but it's interesting because the reason we're using this list is it doesn't have photos. And so we can, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to use a random number generator. We're going to pick a Pokemon from this list, do our best to... uh guess what this pokemon is right and then we will turn to authoritative sources to educate ourselves and you know if we get it pretty close like i'm gonna celebrate those moments i'm gonna feel good about every time we're even remotely close to uh knowing what the thing is um because i think i think we can do it i i'm sure there are a lot of names in here that are going to be wholly unrecognizable to us and unguessable um, but I think I think we're also going to I you know I think there are probably going to be some that we just flat out know, right? Yeah. I oh I'm I'm praying I'm praying so. <laughs> uh, Patrick, can I tell you another thing that I personally am in conflict with the Pokedex mm. because on the one so looking at this it counts individual evolutions as different Pokemon. And yeah. on the one hand, I understand you mentioned you you mentioned this before we started. I recording. know it really it for whatever reason it, it bugs me because I like on the one hand I understand it, you know the Pokemon is evolving. It is a from one Pokemon form to another Pokemon form, and in the Pokedex you're trying to you know uh, have established that you have seen or captured every type, and so that makes sense that it would be included. But to me, they're not different. Pokemon, they're different. It's like I'm the same person I was when I was younger. Do Pokemon work differently? No, Am Mark, I not understanding you're, you're, the way Pokemon you're, work? You are not a Poke. You have not yet evolved. Okay, <laughs> you are one of these Pokemon with no evolutions, which I know exist. There are some Pokemon that don't evolve, um, and you are one of them. And I am another one of them. Um, you know, we have to look to something like a, a caterpillar and how it evolves into a butterfly. And is that the same animal? Like, is the same consciousness is moving with it? Absolutely, but it's two different animals. Ah, that's that is such a brilliant example. I almost think we should quit right now. <laughs> well, but before before we before we either quit or start uh, trying to describe Pokemon by name only. Um, I wanted to see if there was just like a base level of knowledge about the Pokemon series that we either share or don't share or feel like we should know, but don't. Um, there are eight generations of Pokemon game, right? Like mainline Pokemon. Do you think, Mark, that you would be able to name them? No, I don't. I yeah, think I think we I think maybe collectively together we might be able to. Do you want to try? Yeah, let's do it briefly. Yeah, yeah, let's let's not dwell on anything for too long. And we may do we may do like the first couple and then like work backwards. <laughs> but so the, the the first are red and blue, right? Uh -huh. Red, blue, and then yellow. And then <laughs> And then is it silver and gold? 
Do you know what? I don't know. Let's work backwards. I don't know either. Let's okay. work backwards. Okay, backwards. Go. Okay, most recent. Sword and Shield. Right, and then before that was Sun and Moon. Yep, and before that was X and Y? Or Ruby and Sapphire. Uh... Do we do we do we do we pull no, the plug? No, we don't. At this we point? don't. We <laughs> yeah, I think we pull the plug. I mean, this is what we're this is this this is what we're doing. I know there's black and white, and I know there's black and white too. Um, so like sapphire, gold. But I I don't count those as like different generations. They're like sequels, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Here, yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Um, red and blue. Yep. Gold and silver. Okay. Or ruby sapphire. Ooh, ruby sapphire way earlier than I <laughs> than I was pitching. Diamond pearl. Okay. Black and white. Mm-hmm. X and Y. Got it. Sun and moon. Sword and shield. So we're black and white to the like, uh, X and Y style remakes of black and white. You don't know. Why am I asking? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Black and White 2, I think, were direct sequels. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, good. So uh, a lot we don't know here, and I'm glad I'm glad we, we looked it up. Um, uh, I, I also know that there are people who play Pokemon games that have the entire, like, um, type chart in their head. They know who, what's weak against what. Um, and I, Mark, every time I play one of these games, I need to have that chart, like, pulled up on my phone. Same. Um, cause, like, I, 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 what, what is grass strong against? I don't know. Right. Rocks, maybe? Maybe rocks? I don't know. Is that right? I don't <laughs> I know either. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, all of which is to say is there's a lot that we don't know. Mark, would you like to pull our first Pokemon? Yes. Randomly? Yes. From a pile of 905 Pokemon? Our first Pokemon is number 766, Lucky Pissimian. Pissimian. Okay. Um, so we got to figure out what Pissimian is? Yeah. Can you spell it? P-A-S-S-I-M-I-A-N. Okay. So the simian part of it makes me think that it's a, a, a monkey like in some way. Yeah. yeah. Um simian. Boy, is it like uh, to to me like that that uh that feels like it's a peaceful monkey of some kind. Yes, but I also think that it is um I'm going to guess that it's an evolution. Mm, sure. Yeah, that it is uh, in in the chain of. Do you, do you think this is a a final evolution, or do you think it's like the middle, or? I think it. I think it is the end. I think it is the end. Okay. Uh, it also reminds me of like a uh, what what is that fruit like a persimmon? Yeah, persimmon. Yeah. So and that's like an or that's orange, right? So I think this is an orange monkey. Okay. All right. Uh, an, an an orange monkey, and so therefore maybe like fire type. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Or um, I think it's either fire mm. type or like uh, grass type uh, because it is nature. Oh sure. Right? Like it's, it's a like fruit. a plant. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I I hear that. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's. Can, can we look it up now and see what it actually looks like and and what it actually is? Yes. 
Uh, okay, so Pessimian. Um, okay, well, so it is a it, it's a fighting monkey. Um, okay, considered to be the counterpart of uh, Orang or Oranguru, Orange Guru, maybe. Well, I think it's like Oranguru, because I think Oranguru. I'm guessing it's also mm. a monkey. Um, but uh, like the he is holding a little fruit. Okay. Like in, in 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 the uh in the art that I'm looking at here. So I'm counting that as like half a win. Yeah, half a win. He's a fighting type Pokemon. He's a lemur, so not technically a monkey. Okay. Um but <laughs> you know, technically as far as Pokemon go. Um yeah, and there's really nothing orange about him. He's like black and white with like green accents. Okay, so I I'm going to give us Half a point for getting that it was somewhat monkey-like. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's it. That's it. That's. Um, I think that's as far yeah. as we got. All right, great. Um, I are you, you're keeping track of uh, our our points here. Yeah, great. I, I love it. Um, all right. I am now picking a a random Pokemon from the pile of nine hundred and five. It is number two hundred sixty-seven. Two sixty-seven. Uh, is, uh, Beautifly. Beautifly. I think my first instinct is obviously a butterfly. Yeah, but I, uh, the thing is, I do know Butterfree, and Butterfree is a butterfly. Uh-huh. That's like a, a generation one butterfly. So, but Beautifly, like, what else could it be? Is it just, here's what I'm sort of picturing. You know, um, you know, in A Bug's Life, um, when they go to the circus and there are uh, the two, like, flies, like, eat, eat and poop. Um, and they're, uh, they're, they're, like, they're, like, cat, or not cat calling, but they're, like, heckling the, the circus performers. Uh, I, I'm picturing those flies. I'm picturing flies, not butterflies. Oh, interesting. Okay, so maybe like a uh, a little bit more aggressive. Do you think? Do you think this is another fighting type? Uh, boy. Um, I I mean, I would guess I would guess it's an insect type, right? That 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 is a, oh, a type sure, of Pokemon. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it is possible that it's like a bird. That it's like a pretty bird, you know. Beautifly. Oh, so like it's not like a play on, um, butterfly. It's more talking about its like movement yeah that it flies you know <laughs> but i i think you're probably i think you're probably right that it is a play on fly and that it is an insect of some of some kind um i think you're probably right and like a butterfly makes the most sense um but i just feel like we already have butterfree and that's one that i know already yeah but i also think that just like there are multiple like monkey like mm, Pokemon, mm-hmm. I think there are probably sure. multiple. I, I I feel like we should plant our flag in Butterfly. That feels safest okay. to me. Okay. All right. All right. Let let let's go for it. Let's look it up. Uh, Beautifly. Uh, oh, I think we got pretty close here. That's it's definitely um, Butterfly like. It is the its name is literally a, or it is a butterfly Pokemon. So I I think I think we nailed it. Um, but it's got that, it's got that like kind of, uh, um, like long nose that like curls back up. Yeah. Almost like a, um, 
I guess I, I want to. It's not like a hummingbird because it is more curly, but I imagine yeah. it's functionally very similar. Yeah, I, I, that's that. Yes, yeah, so that it can like get in and like su- suck the juices from inside whatever yep. it's it's doing. Okay, all right. So, what do you think? Um, it, do you have any guesses on what its attacks are? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> Uh, I imagine it uh, does something with its wings uh, to, you know, like lower defenses or something like just hit you with its wings or like shoot a gust of air at you. Um, I don't know. It do- it doesn't seem like it would have like a like a poisoning ability. Right. Because it's too like it's too pretty of an insect. I agree. I don't know. What what what, what, do, you, what do you think? What kind of uh, attacks do you think it has? I think it's going to do some like wing action. Gusts of wind, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of cool looking. I think it's. I think I like it better than the butterfree. It's it's like bejeweled. It has multiple colors yes. on it in in its the decoration of its wings. I like this one a lot. Um, and when you say bejeweled, that that is like jewel tones, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, almost looking a little bit like uh, Samus Aran in um, yes, Metroid, in Metroid Dread. Dread. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Also, uh, the nose is very Gonzo-like. Gonzo the Muppet. <laughs> Gonzo is just a hook, though. It doesn't like spiral like back into itself. I feel like it could if it wanted to. You think that Gonzo could do that and is choosing not to? I do. I think he's. I think at all times he is using a little bit of you know like brain power to will it to not curl up all the way but that's just my head can and i'm not trying to tell other people <laughs> how to live their lives patrick i'm giving us half a point mm, for beautifly right. our next pokemon number oh, 250 okay it is ho o h o dash O-H. O-H? Yeah. Okay. Um, is this some sort of, like, reflection mirror Pokemon? Yeah, because like, it, it's, it's, there's definitely, like, a palindrome type thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, or is this, like, a like a Santa Claus-esque Pokemon? Because we know that there are, like, Pokemon that look like people ish right like we got a mr mime uh-huh yeah um, i i think it could be like a uh what if it is a santa claus with two heads right and so it's that's the, that's the ho and then the o or maybe it's like yeah. one head and two faces uh no i think two heads is better i mean first of all first of all mark santa claus with two heads is a perfect pitch for something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> if, if we ever end up uh, doing like, uh, you know, ha- Halloween again, uh, and we can do a, a group costume, let's you and I be two-headed Santa Claus, okay? Okay. It's that, too good. I don't want to let the idea go. <laughs> that's that's a deal, for sure. <laughs> um, here Here's my fear, Mark. Here's my fear, is that... Um, the name is misleading and it instead it is some sort of like mythical bird or like giant uh like un- undescribable creature oh interesting that it has no like natural analogs and maybe like ho o is first of all who knows if i'm pronouncing that correctly 
and <laughs> right. and and second, yeah, like maybe it's like a battle cry or something, right? Like almost like an onomatopoeia mm-hmm. for like a screeching bird oh. or something like that. Yeah, it's it's Thundercats is what it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, it, or is it very close to being uh oh, right? So it's like a broken egg. So- or it's like a mistake of some kind. Spilt milk. It is. Mm, yes. Yeah. Or like a, a shattered glass. Something that was dropped. Okay. So I, I think I <clears throat> I think we have three ideas right now. Uh, it is either a two-headed Santa Claus, um, a uh, mythical style creature with no natural analog, or a mistake of some kind. Let's look up. <laughs> ho oh. Oh, Patrick, you are never going to believe what it is. It's a big is old it, bird. It's a big old bird? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> what is this thing? Ho oh's feathers glow in seven colors depending on the angle at which they are struck by light. These feathers are said to bring happiness to the bears. This Pokemon is said to live at the foot of a rainbow. It is a. A uh, big bird with a fat belly that has like an orange tail that um, turns into yellow at the very tips. And its wings are red, white, and green. Uh, I'm, I'm also reading here, Ho-Oh has a mythical power to resurrect the dead. It's the only known Pokemon to learn Sacred Flame. Oh, so, uh, it, ha- so it has that in common with Santa Claus then. <laughs> Well, two-headed Santa Claus for sure. So I, th- I think this thing is basically a phoenix, right? Or yes. at least like has some some phoenix qualities to mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna say we get zero points on that. Are you kidding? No way. We're giving ourselves half a point. You half? said it was like a big mythical bird, and sure, we cruised right past that to get to that's true. You know, like we broken d- clock or something. But by uttering those words, half a point. A full half a point. That's uh that that is remarkable. Um. Okay, that that's a cool looking Pokemon. This thing is like a, uh, it's a legendary Pokemon. That makes so much sense. Okay, all right. So, and I guess that does sort of fall along the line of, uh, it's a a mythical creature with no natural analogs. Even though a bird is a pretty natural analog, I think I think you're still right to give us the half point. Um, Mark, I'm learning so much. Also, it's it, it's it's a fire flying type. Uh, I'm picking a new number for us, and therefore a new Pokemon, number 560. 560 is, of course, the Pokemon called Scrafty. Hmm. This is hairy. This is a hairy Pokemon, I think. It's definitely a hairy one. I mean, Scrafty makes... So it makes me think of Crafty. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think it's 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 like a scheming Pokemon or like a knitting Pokemon? Mm, no, I think I think scheming more than more than knitting. I think uh, it is crafty in that it is wily, right? Um, what kind of animal do you think falls into the category of like? I want to say I, like I, a raccoon or something. Ooh, that's so good! I was gonna say cat. Both um, definitely both like furry. Both you know uh-huh. you see them like working their paws in a crafty manner. Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't. I don't think this is a a. I, I'm really leaning on like the crafty part of it here. Um, I don't think it has like any sort of like elemental 
quality to it, right? Like it's not fiery, it's not watery, it's not like anything like that. I also don't think it's like a fighting type, right? Do you know what? Okay, so for some reason when I first heard like the scrap, it made me think of scruff. Mm -hmm. But so that's why I thought Harry... But th- but now I'm thinking like, well, is Scrafty? Is it more like um, like rough and tumble? Oh, yeah. I mean, Scraf, Scruff. I don't know. As soon as we say Scruff, I think of McGruff, and I think of the crime dog. So I'm gonna say that I think this is a dog of some kind. Okay, in a trench coat warning kids to stay away from down power lines and so is it like a psychic type then using yeah, its maybe mind I'm... to ward people away from down power lines psychic or possibly um like dark like i think there's a darkness here i think there is because dark is a type right like there's, there's like an evil uh type of pokemon okay so we are going with uh scrafty is a dog who uses its mind to yeah. warn people about down power lines, but in a way where, since there are no down power lines, it is paralyzing to them. Does that seem accurate right. to you? Yes, yes. I, I, I think that's right. Um, Mark, let's look up Scrafty, okay. the Pokemon. Wow. 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 Uh, I am I am blown away by this. It is like a weird lizard <laughs> with a mohawk. So lizard with a mohawk and pants that don't fit. Yes. It's, so it has it is, to hold up its pants. Yeah, and and it is doing so, holding up its pants. Um with both hands. Um it doesn't yeah, even have them like bunched in one hand. You're right. Like I'm calling them pants. It could be a potato sack for all we know. It looks like it's yeah, about to participate yeah, in yeah. a in a potato sack race. That's the kind of holding up it's doing. But it also it has like a cape, it looks like that it's wearing of the same material. Um, it's a it's, choice. Yeah. So this this is the the second uh or this is the first evolution of the it evolves from Scraggy, so sc- from Scraggy to Scrafty. Um and it is it is a fighting type. I feel bad about that. So if we also said that it was a it's a dark fighting type looking That's at true. the That's list true. That, which I think was what we were we were saying about I uh, was saying I was saying there was darkness but I I also specifically said not fighting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, do you think that the reason it's holding up its pants is because it is crafty and makes its own pants and it's a work in progress? He got like interrupted and had to go fight. Uh I mean, oh jeez, possibly. Let let's see if the in the anime um uh description here on uh bulbpedia bulbapedia helps us out at all uh no i i don't know i i don't think we can draw any conclusions about it it's craftiness other than like you say it does appear to be wearing pants i'm gonna i'm gonna check out the scraggy for a second just so we can yeah give ourselves like, a un- base level understand the uh, the evolution here so when it is smaller it looks like the pants fit it like the pants fit it just fine and then when it evolves, the pants no longer fit. So it's like a now check my math here, but it's like a reverse yeah. Incredible Hulk situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hold on. 
yeah, yeah, that that math that math checks out. Why has no one done a reverse Incredible Hulk? <laughs> That's another great Halloween costume if we ever can do that again. I'm giving us Patrick half a point. You, I, Mark, that feels that feels overly generous. This thing is a like a lizard. We were saying a dog who warns people against uh, getting too near down power lines. I think the only part of this that we got right is that there's some darkness here. Yeah. That's worth half a point. All right, half a point. <laughs> All right, up next, our next Pokemon, number 325. Lucky number 325, Spoink. Spoink? Spoink. Now, to, <sighs> I, I have to yeah. tell you immediately, Spoink makes me think of, like, a character that Eddie Deason would play in Greece or something like that. He's the very, like, yeah. skinny... Um, uh, Overly nerdy, I think is what I'm going to say, mm. is how I would describe Eddie Deason. So the, the, it, it makes me think of Squiggy, right, from Laverne and Shirley. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I think we're sort of in, like, the same-ish neighborhood, right? Like, we're dealing with... We're like, orbiting the same idea. Yeah, that's right. However, when I think about it for even a second longer than that, Spoink must be a pig. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because of the oink. Yeah, and right, like, and probably like spam and oink gives us spoink. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotta be. Uh, so uh, there are electric types, right? I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, sp- uh, spoink is a portmanteau of spark and oink. Yes, th- I, that makes so much sense. I'm a hundred percent on board. Okay, so do you think that its nostrils, the nostrils of its little pig nose, are like an outlet that you would like plug something into? Uh huh. I do think that. Yeah. Okay. This is so. I I think I think this is it. Like I I I've never seen this Pokemon before, but I'm I'm guessing that we actually are gonna nail this one. All right, we're looking up Spoink. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Not quite. Ooh, it not- is a pig. Kind of, yeah. It's like a... Okay, forgive me for what I'm about to say, but I feel like the best way to describe this is like a sperm pig with a little spring tail. Sure. I mean, it, it's it's taking... So it, it's not spark and pig. It is spring and oink, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. It's, it's the lower half of its body is the curly tail, but like turned into a spring. And the rest of it is like... A gray pig with like wings, or like little flippers. Uh, yeah, they're like what little, are these arms? They're like little flippers, and um, it has a pearl, a pink pearl, nestled between its ears. Yeah, um, this thing evolves to a grum pig, um, at level thirty-two. So we we will look at the grum pig in just a second. Um, but we we totally failed the type here because it is a psychic type Pokemon. Right, which is so interesting that it has a spring for a butt, and yet is a psychic type. Yeah. It's very weird, because even just, like, looking at its design, it almost looks like a light bulb, right? Mm. With, like, the the curly Q tail on the bottom, that you would screw that into a light fixture. But yeah, it it is not an electric pig. Uh, we we did not get that part right. No. Let's take a look at the at, at the Grum Pig, and see uh, what happens to it when it changes. Now this I would not have predicted. Um, it like grows a body. 
Yeah, it kind of still like has the body. It still has the curly tail, but it's not so much a spring. Like it's not balancing itself on it. It is standing upright. Yeah. I also have to say that Grumpig sounds like it should be a character in a rare developed Nintendo game. <laughs> Some kind of grumpy pig. Yes. Um this uh I gotta say this character does not appear to be grumpy to me. He looks like he's a jovial character. Mm-hmm. He does look jovial. You know, Patrick for Spoink, I'm gonna give us half a point. Okay, all right. That's that, that's tough but fair. We look, we got pig. We right? got pig. He's definitely a pig. Yep. Um uh all right, Mark, are you ready to give us our, our next Pokemon? I am. So our next number is six hundred and forty. Number 640 is... Oh, I scrolled the wrong direction now to go all the way back. 640. Oh, no. uh, Verizon? Is that right? I can't possibly be pronouncing that right. It's V-I-R-I-Z-I-O-N. Verizian? Verizian, yes. Okay. okay. Verizian. Verizian. Okay, I'm going to uh, cheat just a little bit. And because there is a little bit of color coding here, and I think this will help us out. So, Verizian is a legendary. Okay. All right. So, so we're dealing with some sort of dragon-y thing. Yeah. Verizian. The V in there makes me think that there's something, like, restorative about it or, like, related to life abstractly. Um, or maybe, I mean, maybe it's like, a, maybe it's grass type. I don't know. I feel wholly out of my uh, uh out of my depth here with with Verizian. I so it makes me think of like vision, like um like it is some, uh it has some sort of like sixth sense, some ability to mm, see beyond okay. what we can see beyond. So I you think psychic of some kind. I do. I almost wonder if it's like not a mist, but you know in. Um, Ooh. Uh, you know, in, in like ethereal, the, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. I was thinking of immediately was in Muppet Christmas Carol, and there's the one of the ghosts is like this tiny little head on this floaty body, almost like yeah, this almost is... like the blanket character in the Brave Little Toaster. I think that's what I'm envisioning sure. a little bit. <laughs> or like Jack Skellington's dog in uh, yes, the Nightmare Before Zero. Christmas. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark, right there with zero, doesn't know the name of the Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I can buy that. That there is a um, an ethereal, a floaty, a sort of misty quality to this probably psychic type Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna guess that there's that this is one of those Pokemon that looks a little bit too human for comfort. Oh, sure. Like you know, has has like hands and like a face. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Should right. we should we look up Verizian? Let's look up Verizian. Ooh, oh boy. boy. This is now. I, this is a a a grass uh, grass type fighting type, um, and it looks like a horse. Yeah, basically. It, it's like an elegant deer, mm-hmm. or like impala because it it is wearing boots. These very, yeah, you know, kind of like sleek. It, it has a very almost futuristic look to it, but very regal, like you would expect. Yeah, I, regal, but also 
Mark, are you picking up any hints of drag in this <laughs> Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Verizian is a Glamazon for sure. <laughs> okay, all right. She's all right, good. stomping the runway in her boots. Absolutely. All four of her legs, all four of her hooves. Um, yeah, it definitely looks like, because uh, it's almost like it's wearing this headpiece that looks like bike handles, but yes. everything is like latex almost. Yeah, totally. There's there's like a shininess to the green, to like the the sort of lime green that I find uh both like it feels like it's both smooth and artificial but like is also like natural like at, at the same time like it's it's a very confusing image that I can't quite wrap my head around. It, it is a... is a stag or antelope type quadrupedal pokemon that is primarily green. Okay, I mean, okay, fair. So, I am going to give us half a point. Give us half a point because I, I at first I said that it was, uh, it was that the V made me think that it was like verdant or had some like healing or natural quality to it. Yeah, we talked um, ourselves out of it, but I still right. think um, I think we were we were there. I think we got half a point. Yeah, I think half, half a point is probably uh, pretty good there. All right, Mark, I am queuing up our next Pokemon. It is number 83. So this is part of the like original run of Pokemon. We may actually know this one, uh, but let's not speak too soon. Number 83 is Farfetch'd. Farfetch'd. So Farfetch'd, I think I do know this one. This is like, uh, it's a bird. Right. This is this is the bird that has uh, that carries a, a leek, like an onion, as as a sword. Right. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because I wasn't there, there was a like a Galarian variant of it that called Surfetch uh-huh. or something like that. Yep. Um, and that and was just it like, has it has really strong eyebrows. Yes. Yeah, we're talking like Peter Gallagher strong eyebrows. Yes. Um, Mark, is this one that we even need to look up? Well, I think we should, just so we can, I mean, trust but verify, right? Yes, no, a- absolutely. You're, you're right, of course. Um, so, Farfetch'd. Oh, yeah, we nailed it. Farfetch'd is a gray little bird with angry eyebrows that are very thick, mm-hmm. Peter Gallagher-esque eyebrows, holding a leak. Yep. Uh, I I don't think we talked about uh, type, but it is it's a fighting type, right? Or flying, I guess. Um, oh, it it, it it's only fighting when it's uh, the Galarian type. You know, Patrick, I'm gonna give us half, half a point. point. We got docked half a point for <laughs> for jumping to the Galarian far fetched. I think so. I think I think that's fair. I think it's only fair. So, all right, our uh, I'm gonna pick our next one, which is for actually, excuse me. I'm going to use the random number generator to generate right. our next one. And it is number 446, Munchlax. Now, I'm immediately uncomfortable here. <laughs> laxative. First thing that comes to mind. Can't get around Absolutely. it. It's it, it, laxative and someone eating the laxative. Going so in either- and going out. Yeah, either eating the laxative itself or eating the result of the laxative. Either way, I'm uncomfortable with this Pokemon. So, um... It's got a big mouth, whatever it is. It's got a big mouth. Yeah, definitely. 
Does it mark? Does it also have a big behind? I don't think so. I feel like Pokemon sometimes are not that symmetrical. So I think it may be big head, little body. <laughs> okay, big head, little body. Does that make you, uh, does that like summon the image of an animal of any kind? Or I think it's a rock. I think, I'm thinking it's um. like a ground type and I'm thinking it's like the big rock monsters from the never ending story type thing. The rock biters. Yeah. A munchlax. Yeah. Munchlax. Yeah, okay. I can I can I can get on board with that. Is there is there like a, a pun or a play on words here? Munchlax. Uh, the only other thing I can well, do you think it's mud? Like mm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean I, I feel like the munch munchlax makes it sound like munch is uh like substituting for a different syllable, you know, in, in the word that ends in lax. But I'm having a hard time even thinking of what words end in lax. It's because we started out with thinking like X lax, and so it's right. all that can consume our mind. Um Okay, well so I, I think I think a rock biter esque um stone Pokemon with a big head and a little body um that doesn't resemble uh an animal, like a specific animal. I think that's where we are. We think it's ground type. Um or like rock type. Um, do we know the difference? No, we don't. <laughs> uh, here we go, Mark. Let's look it up. Okay. Munchlax, what are you? Seeing the Munchlax, <laughs> seeing the picture of the Munchlax, I find myself uh, confused still. So it is a little bit like a bear crossed with a... Uh rabbit that is wearing a moo moo. Okay, here's here here's the crucial piece of information that we should have intuited. Uh we weren't applying our knowledge of things that we do know about Pokémon. This uh is uh a Snorlax before it evolves into a Snorlax. Oh, oh. Yeah, that is that is a big miss on our part. That's a huge miss on our part. So the Snorlax obviously a giant bear-like creature who is just almost always sleeping this snorlax this is the munchlax this is the version of the thing that doesn't just want to sleep it wants to eat yeah and like munchlax okay i mean maybe i'm misinterpreting this but it is kind of funny to look at because its fur kind of drags on the ground like a dress so it's almost like when it evolves it's just filling all the space it has in this in these clothes no i think you're nailing it i think probably what happens is the munchlax just eats a whole bunch it's it's like the it's like uh the the snorlax is hibernating and the munchlax is the bear uh you know in the fall like eating as much food as it can so it can uh survive the winter okay yeah all right i kind of go back and forth on this one but i think i'm gonna give us half a point because munchlax mm -hmm. does have like a uh very prominent like happy mouth that is big because you can tell that it's ready to eat and its body is smaller than it is as a snorlax which is a notably big body so i think i, I think we nailed it uh, and or at least you know ha half a point obviously um i am relieved to not have any sort of laxative a hundred percent part of this yep. chapter i mean it's yep uh, it's that's a great weight lifted uh, from me. Okay, our next Pokemon is Pokemon number 183, Meryl. 
Merrill. So I think I know what Merrill is. And it's spelled M-A-R-I-L-L. Because I know everybody's immediately jumping to Merrill Streep. Not the case. It is not Merrill Streep and it is not Merrill from Metal Gear Solid. Um, This is a Pokemon called Merrill, M-A-R-I-L-L. So I think this is a, uh, a round blue mouse thing. Um, and its tail is like a little zigzaggy with like a ball on the end of it. You sound really, really confident about that. I'm curious, is that just something you know? Or have you interacted with Meryl in a game or something? So not not in a game, but I had a friend in high school who liked the, the Pokemon Meryl. Maybe we... Maybe he had like a toy of it or something or like a picture of it up in his locker or something like that. Um, I just remember hearing the name, hearing him say Meryl, which I think is probably how it says it in the cartoon. I I have no notes. I mean, you sound so confident. I believe that you know what you're talking about. Let's go to the board. Is Meryl a little blue mouse thing with a uh, diagonalist tell? Uh, all right. Um, so Meryl, uh, yeah, I think, I think I nailed it. It is a small round rat thing. Um, it is a water type. I guess we didn't touch on the, the types. It is a water type and fairy type. Um, probably because I missed those. We should probably dock us half a point there. Um, but yeah, otherwise I, I think I described it pretty well. I, yeah, I think you totally nailed it. Also, whenever it's in these early hundreds for some reason i'm like i think i might know this one i don't i didn't know meryl but i always have hope um all right yeah uh but because we didn't get the type right unfortunately gonna have to dock a few fractions of a point so i'm awarding us half a point for meryl but you should really feel good about that thank you i i I do um meryl evolves to uh azuril uh at uh azumarill well, a- Azamaril eventually. Uh, a- Azaril is like the the middle one, oh. and then Azamaril is 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 the higher one, um, which uh, I don't. I gotta say, I don't really understand. I don't. I don't understand what's happening there with naming wise. Other than I guess like Mare M A R is like the ocean, right? And a- Azul a- Azur is like blue. I don't know. Just just trying to wrap my head around why these things are named what they're named. Yeah, this one is not super clear to me. Uh, All right. Our next Pokemon is number 673. Good old Go-Goat. Go-Goat? Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you think this is more goat or more (laughs) go-kart? I am praying and hoping that it's the perfect amalgamation of the two. But Uh I'm going to guess that it's more... I'm going to guess it's more goat. I'm leaning goat. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So do you, uh, do what do you think the go part of it? Uh, is, is it like a very fast goat? I think, I'm, okay. I know that we're not talking about this Pokemon, but I can see it prominently in the list. And number 672 is called a uh, Skidoo or Skiddo, S-K-I-D-D-O. And so I'm wondering mm. if the go goat is associated with the Skiddo and you know, uh, it and maybe I just have go karts on the brain now, but it does make me think that it's like a fast goat. Yeah, I mean, fast goat feels right to me. Um, is there 
go, go, like Google. No, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really have any other. I think, I think go needs to refer to its speed. Yeah, but do you? I'm, I'm guessing this is not. It doesn't look like a go kart because if it did, that would be my favorite Pokemon of all time, and I feel like yeah. I would have heard about yeah. it if it looks like no, a go kart. Look, I we got really excited at the possibility of a goat that is also a go kart, which I think you would just call a goat cart. <laughs> um, but I I think you're probably right that it is not that it is more probably more goat like than go kart like. Mm-hmm. It also sounds to me like something that would be a later evolution of something. Like I don't think a go goat is the beginning Pokemon, the mm, starter Pokemon. Sure, that it's like slow goat, go goat. Something like that. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Let's look it up. Okay. And goat. goat is a goat. Yeah, we nailed that. I don't really think we nailed anything else about it. So has very long horns. Kind of. I'm gonna go ahead and say like angry eyes. Like that. The the face is almost badger like to me. Yes. Yes. Totally. And it it's got like the the face markings, like the the big like uh dark bags around its eyes, like a badger. And it has, it, it the furry coat has like almost three different levels to it. Um, one is a darker brown. The middle is more of a like neutral brownish gray, and then it has these like zigzags at the top that are a more like earthy brown. But it's wearing this big green bushy like literally like a, a plant like a bushy scarf that is wrapped around its neck but then also runs down the length of its back and is its tail so i guess maybe it's more like a mane or something or like a lion's yeah mane. so the the this the description on bulbapedia says uh, around its neck is a thick green leafy mane that extends down its back and ends in a short bushy tail so it, it does have like a mossy coat or like a mossy mane of some kind um so like it definitely has like a like a mountain goat quality to it um and it is it is a grass type so you know we we know that the plant part of it is part of it and not something that it's wearing right like that that's just part of who it is um i do not think they are particularly fast okay Go goat is known to have known to have uh, empathic abilities. What? Huh? <laughs> Can sense the feelings of whoever grips its horns. Okay. All right. I mean, uh, I'm not doubting it, but go goat. Yeah, come on, go goat. Yeah. Oh, you can sense the the feelings of people who grip your horns. That's just a gross thing you say to get people to grip your horns. I'm um, giving us also, uh, half a it, point. Yeah, that that's good. Give us half a point. Um, it evolves from the skidoo, so it it is an evolution. Um, and you were right to notice the skidoo or skiddo. I'm I'm gonna click on the skiddo because I want to see what it looks like. Um, oh, oh, you know it's cute. It's cute when it's uh when it's little. Oh, so it's skiddo, like kiddo, because it's oh. a, a a child goat. It is a mm. a kid goat okay all right i'm piecing all this together i like that it's cute skiddo skiddo is cute 
Um, it is basically just like uh, we described with the the go goat, except it um, has smaller horns. I wonder if it too is empathic and can sense the emotions of anyone who grips its tiny horns, or if that's just something it gains with maturity. I think that's probably right because um, I do not see it mentioned here in the. I've seen the anime milk from Skiddo can be used to make dairy products. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I only uh, eat, eat Skiddo cheese. Uh, well, and I only eat uh, Skidalmond cheese. <laughs> All right. We're going to. Here's a, uh, a new Pokemon number 217, which is, of course. Oops. Uh, Urus, uh, uh, Ursa Ring? Ursa Ring is the name of it. U-R-S-A-I-N-G. Um, Mark, I have a thought early on here, but I want to know what you're thinking. I feel like there's something astrological or like uh, myth- mythological about Ursa, right? Well, Ursa is it's just a bear. A, like, it's a, like a, it's bear. a bear. Okay. Right. That means yes. a bear. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like because there are like bear constellations right right or some major or some minor um so ursa ring yeah oh wait a minute ursa ring is this like a like a a pro wrestling bear like is ring referring to like a a fighting arena i think this is a fighting type bear oh yeah i like that i'm totally on board let's just go straight and let's go straight into checking yeah, because that feels right in a way that nothing else we've reasoned our way to uh, feels right. <laughs> Whoa, okay. It is a bear. It's a big old bear. Uh-huh. And, Whoa. And it has got a, just a big old ring on it. <laughs> a, we, um, it's exactly what's on the tin. It's a bear yeah, with a right, ring on right. it. No tricks to this one. Uh, so I think because I messed up that fighting part uh, so much, uh, we should only give ourselves half a point. I... Uh, hard, difficult for me to do so, but I think that's probably true. Patrick, uh, oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that it evolves from a uh, teddy ursa, which I assume is just a the teddy bear version of it. Yeah, it's uh, Mark. Have you seen the teddy teddy ursa? No, I will look it up now. It's cute. It's cute. I don't know if this is breaking the rules and that we're uh, looking at. Uh, technically other Pokemon when we like move through the evolutions, but it's got like a little moon on its face. Um, and in, in the image oh, on Bulbapedia, yeah, he's, he's got like, he's got like a little bashful face. Uh-huh. Like he's covering his mouth. And Patrick, I think it's allowable because we're thirsty for knowledge and that's really what the point of this episode is. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I like this. I like this bear. It is a normal type. It's not fighting type. Uh, and that is a shame that I will take with me at least through the end of this episode. Um, the ring does kind of seem superfluous as far as we can tell. <laughs> it does. It does. Superficial, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, Patrick, final two Pokemon. Yeah, let's let's do let's do two more. All right. Our next Pokemon is number three hundred and thirty-seven, Lunatone. Lunatone. Do you think this is a moon that sings? It could be a moon that sings. It could also be like a lunatic that paints. Mm, mm-hmm. But I, I think I think moon is definitely Luna, especially in the name of a Pokemon, feels like a, a like the moon. Well, maybe it's not a moon 
maybe it is something else that like has a moon on it. So, you know, again, I'm like the Teddy Ursa. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So like maybe what I'm thinking is that I know we got it wrong last time when we went down this road, but I still believe it. I'm thinking it's something it's like zero from the Nightmare Before Christmas, but it, it has like a moon face or like a big old moon on its head. Sure. Well, and also, like, I like uh, tying Luna, tying the moon to, like, a dog of some kind, you know, like, howling at the moon, oh, uh-huh. werewolves, like, all of that sort of lives in the same area. Um, Luna tone. But maybe it is also a... I, th- I think you're probably right that, like, tone is probably referring to music, right? Or, like, sound. Or, or I guess the other thing it could be is, like, a play on, like, stone, so like lunatone like a moon rock basically sure okay so i either this is a uh, a rock type moon rock or it's some sort of moon dog yeah that let's yeah, look it up yeah. i think okay. i think moon, I, I i like moon dog and if there's any element of music we can at least award ourselves half a point on it um oh lunatone it's like uh moon with a like a crescent moon with a beak wow yeah so this one very literal in that it does just look like a crescent like you say a crescent moon with a beak i'm not sure i get the tone part of it yeah also i don't understand this it is not known to evolve into or from any other pokemon but it is considered to be a counterpart of soul rock oh so is this so soul rock is obviously a sunny bit of rock, right? Mm-hmm. And this Mark, I think you're right in that it is a moonstone. Uh, that tone is a play on stone because it is a a rock psychic type. I have to be honest. This is my least favorite Pokemon that we've seen so far. There's something yeah, about I'm, its weird, yeah. like bird beak and its mm-hmm. beady little red eyes that I do not find appealing. It has a deep set it has deep set red eyes which can cause paralyzing fear or induce sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh second one for me, please. Yeah, please. I will take the induced sleep. It lives in caves and becomes active under a full moon. So there's like the werewolf qualities. I think we earned half a point on this one. I think that's fair. Um all right, so now this will be our final Pokemon number four hundred thirty six. Uh, four thirty six, four thirty six. Bronzor, B R O N Z O R. Okay, this is my initial instinct, and I think we should fight against it because those have not proven to be fruitful. But something with like bronzer, like self tan. Mark, I don't think we can avoid that because that's exactly what I'm thinking. I think it is like a self tanning dinosaur. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. Bronzor. It's... I mean, or is it is it metal? Is this a metallic Pokemon? Okay. As much as I want it to be about self-tanning, I think you're probably right that it is a metal Pokemon. Yeah. Or it is a perpetually in third place Pokemon. Which would uh which would be sad. Well, I guess maybe not sad. We don't know how many Pokemon it's beating out. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. There are 905 Pokemon, according to the list that we're looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, so to be third so is pretty third, good. Pretty good. <laughs> I'd be stoked to be third out of 905. Um, But what what do you think are, like, the, uh, like, animal qualities of this thing? Is I, it... I, I think you're right. Like, Bronzor kind of makes me think of, like, a... Almost like the Megazord from yeah Power Rangers. And so I think you're right that it is kind of like a dragon, like big metal dinosaur type thing like a dinosaur with metal plating or armor yeah yeah I, I i like that a dinosaur of some kind with metal um or some kind of self-tanning thing yeah uh, I, I i think we need to look this up it looks like just glancing at this list that there are other evolutions of it so i don't know if it's going to be big at the time that we see it as bronzor um but ooh, let's have a look oh boy Patrick, you are you're not going to be happy when you see this. Okay, all right. I see. Is this? It looks like a disc. It looks like a baby's toy, almost. Like it's a. I'm I'm, I I am baffled here. It's it's a well it's metal presumably. It looks like it could be metal. Sure. It's it's a round disc, but it has six little like balls bearings maybe i don't know uh well hold, hold, hold on I, I i can read the description from the biology okay. section oh, here. perfect perfect which which is uh, approaching a lot of what you were say, saying so you are doing a good job mark um but bronzor is a flat circular blue green pokemon six dark blue spheres bulge from its rim it has two round yellow eyes and a large nose-like sphere surrounded by four small circles in its center a crest resembling an herb or a branch is on its back. The crest is said to possess a mysterious power. This is a uh, steel and psychic type. And it evolves... Yeah, it evolves into Bronzong at level 33. Which... Oh my gosh, Mark! C click on through to the Bronzong because I I need I need your help taking this in. I think it's like a bell. I don't know what the, I don't know what this is. Yeah, it's um like Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. The Jetsons. Yeah. It's head, but upside down. Mm hmm. With like rabbit ears. Yeah, um yeah, I I don't like I don't like this at all. You're right, it is a bell. So I'm looking it it is a bell. I'm looking at mm -hmm. uh, pokemon.com's Pokédex and it says when angered it lets out a warning cry that rings out like the tolling of a bell. Mm, ask not for whom the uh Bronzong tolls it tolls for thee. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think that Bronzor is lucky that we just encountered the Lunatone. Because the I I do not like the Bronzor, but I think right. I like it marginally more than I like the Lunatone. Yeah, well, and so I think we were right to pinpoint that it's made of metal. Yeah, that was a right? good call, and it's especially because we really had to resist the thought that it was a self tanning Pokemon of some kind. Well, so I'm going to give us I'm going to give us half a point because we there's nothing oh, okay. there's nothing in the description that refutes that it uses self tanner. This is a great point. Uh, so I, I think I think you're right. Okay. So uh, Mark, let, let's total up our points here. Um, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Is that right? That's right. 
um, so 13 half points. So we have scored uh, six and a half points uh, on our quest to – did we really only do 13? Yeah. You went first, and then we went back and forth, and we ended with me. We should have an even number. I think we have seven points, <laughs> if I had to guess. Well, we really will never know. Yeah, we, yeah, we will, in fact, never know. All right, Mark, let's close this out. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot, too. Um, I also don't think that we... Uh, like crashed and burned in this as as hard as I thought we were going to. No, like there was it was pretty rare where we were like I have no idea what this is. Ho oh, maybe being like the only uh the only real exception there. I guess the Verizian we were also uh you know there were also in one direction. Yeah, but there were also a couple that you nailed right off the bat. And True. I think even though there were some Pokemon that we didn't get right. We generated some great ideas for Halloween costumes, so that's a win. Absolutely. I cannot wait to go as two-headed Santa Claus with you some year, Mark. Me too. Uh, it'll be great. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating on Spotify if you can. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can find more of his music by going to 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, when am I going to see a pro wrestling bear? I feel like that's not too much to ask. Thank you for listening. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire. <laughs>